Should we, as a pause for a moment, um, how spoilers should we get with this? Because it's still production that lives on beyond this, right? Yeah. Well, the show, I mean, for us is over. Right. Um, like for Edmonton, it's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Um, I think that we can go all the way through it. Essentially, it reveals that I don't get it. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to I Don't Get It. Uh, it's a podcast about performance in Yeg, powered by ATB. <laughs> We're part of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB, of course. I'm Fonda. I'm Paul. And uh, today we're coming to you on the last day of the year to give you a preview for all the cool things happening in Yeg in 2018. Mm-hmm. Plus to talk about the last thing we did see, sort of sneaking in right at the end of the um, the uh, the calendar year season as uh, a show called Reckoning, uh, which was played at the, the Arts Barns as part of the Fringe Theater season. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like, a very fitting... A fitting show for us to see as, you know, we close this big old Canada 150 year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so Reckoning was um, a triptych. It was uh, three uh, shorter works put together, but all looking at that idea of uh, people's experiences with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and, and how that uh, how that is still playing out today and, and the effects of some of that on, on both participants and uh, people around that. Um, so uh, where should we start, Fonda? Perhaps the beginning? Yeah. Well, there were three, as you said, there were three parts. So let's talk about the first one. It was called Witness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was quite affected by this piece. Um, each of them, I would say, were maybe about 15, 20 minutes long. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one was, um, it was a solo movement, largely movement-based mm-hmm. piece um, about a, it seemed like a lawyer, a lawyer character, a female yeah, lawyer character. Of- uh, considering or maybe starting to uh, look into and examine um, being on the legal side of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and the sorts of um, legal uh, papers that uh, people would have to fill out to uh, to have their, their voices and stories sort of officially recorded as part of that uh, yeah. commission. I thought what was, um, what was kind of cool is that there was a, the voiceover was actually playing um, things from the legal proceedings right. uh, about what, uh, you know, certain things that the children experienced and essentially um, they, they kind of progressed in, in degree of, of like absolute hellishness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what the movement that was happening seemed to almost read in between the lines of um, what, you know, someone not only who is trying to fight the legal side, but also just a compassionate person trying to figure out and cope with what all of the trauma that she's hearing about. Right. Because there's sort of like, there are parts when uh, as a performance, um, uh, they, uh, they put these papers down. They sort of start to walk away. They start to put their coat back on after taking it off and beginning to examine these documents and, and do that. And then they sort of like come come back to it and, mm-hmm. and keep sort of 
not fully leaving it even as harrowing as it is to to hear in this over this voiceover and consider as mm-hmm. uh, as a thing that was happening. Yeah, and I thought one one of the other things that was pretty neat about this piece in particular was the lighting design. Yeah, um, it actually really did sort of illustrate that kind of performing in between the lines mm. of um, of the legal system and the rules of what has to be followed. Where also this person is essentially just kind of like emotionally, um, you know, emotionally fraught and can't get outside of the system that she's working mm. within. Right, or even um, considering how you how you make progress in within that system sort of even if you were in that position like the 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 harrowing nature of really looking this stuff in the eye and mm-hmm. what had happened. Yeah, yeah. And so in that piece I thought um the performer's name is Re- Rebecca John. Um I, I thought she was a great mover and and um illustrated that very well. I'd say that that piece particularly because I the text is so real. Mm-hmm. Um like you know the text is from these actual proceedings. Um I yeah asking people to record these atrocities that were committed mm-hmm. on them in sort of like very cold clinical legalese language um yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's that's the piece that um, affected me quite a bit. Um, the second one, I still I still am not sure what to think of it because it was such an odd situation between two people. Sure. Um, uh, before we before we get there, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I really uh, found interesting and kind of appreciated in this uh, in reckoning was in between each of the pieces, um, there was sort of this removal of artifice. I'll call it in that mm-hmm. the lights came on. Um, the actors sort of stopped. They they sort of hugged. Uh, yeah, they as all hugged they, each other. Yeah, as yeah. they would sort of cross at the at the um, at the stage, and sort of it was this moment of both taking us out of that uh, theatrical convention to be like, right, there are people portraying these things. This is a production, mm-hmm. um, but also sort of like, especially because so much of this was very heavy, like just a little a little moment to like let it settle in, yeah, and mm-hmm. sort of like steal yourself. Um, yes. Yeah, so second uh, second piece. I was about um, sort of like a, a post hookup between yeah. uh, two people in sort of the uh, the activism community. Mm-hmm. It was called Daughter, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, there you're you know there's a, a gal in, in sort of like a lingerie robe, and they're having a glass of wine together, chatting about their date essentially, mm-hmm. and um, and then it kind of it takes a bit of well quite a quite a hard turn. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's talking about their, um, you know, they're, at first they're just having a glass of wine, mm-hmm. um, chatting about, you know, their date. and their post-coital glass of wine. <laughs> yes. It's very obviously post-coital. Yeah, they, they bring it up several times. Yeah. yeah. Um, which kind of leads to how it takes this really harsh turn uh, near the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too sure how audiences are going to react to it. Yeah, yeah, it was um, deeply, deeply unsettling. And as a piece, sort of, I think was was pushing it, sort of this idea of um, the generational effects of of residential schools and how even those people who weren't maybe there in this case the uh, uh, the the, t- the titular daughter mm-hmm. um, who's who's um, uh, wasn't there but who has parentage and the other the other character who um, who was in one of these scenarios. So even though she wasn't there directly, it still has a deep effect on on her life. Mm, yeah. And even the ramifications of starting to deal with things through the Truth and Reconciliation Commission mm-hmm. um, doesn't give an, an easier, cleaner um, uh, way of dealing with it. That This is just a very um, ugly situation in, in all its forms. Yeah, I think one thing uh, along those lines, one thing that it illustrated really clearly is that 
it can be very obvious that someone is on one side or the other all the time, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to this um, Tara Began's character in 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 Daughter, and I think that that was it. It opened up a lot of weird feelings and and for me, <laughs> frankly. Sure. Um, and the other performer in that was Marcel Petit. Right. Right. Yeah, that was a after that one in particular. I was grateful for the like moment after the scene where we saw the actors sort of hug his people. Things were cleaned up on the stage. Yeah, the nice release, and mm-hmm. and then on to the third one, the which third was one. also um, took quite a turn at the end, and was was not not exactly how I expected it to end either. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a man um, who set up uh, his his video camera, and he's sort of recording. Um, this message to to his family and his community. Mm. Um, it's, it's very sort of obvious the direction he's going in with this, and mm-hmm. sort of it starts that way of like what what's going to happen to him, um, in that he's sort of planning to to kill himself, and this is sort of like a a, a last account of things. Um, but sort of the things he does touch on and get to, mm-hmm. um, and as you said, sort of the direction it goes in the end. Um, are sort of reveal themselves in ways you you maybe weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the performer in this one, Jonathan Fisher, he, um, so there was a video, it, he's video recording it, mm-hmm. it's showing him video recording it, there's this large projection which has this slight lag mm-hmm. to it, which I thought was really added to the drama because it made it, it made it seem a little bit more foreboding and frightening. Sure, yeah. Um, and it also kind of illustrated, you know, when he would move very quickly, um, the, the, the character seemed f- pretty angry at times. Um, so when he would move quickly or make a make a quick um, expression, it would sort of snarl at a different time mm-hmm, right yeah. behind him, which kind of looked, looked really cool. Um, and it, yeah, and it just sort of like gave a double punctuation to all of the things that he was saying. Yeah, and I thought he was a fantastic performer for mm-hmm. doing this um, this solo piece that is effectively a monologue. Um, it was it was very well delivered and paced, and there was humor, and there was um, mm-hmm. anger, and there was um, uh, yeah, just a, just a lot of a lot of nuance and and craft in that performance. And there was really a really angry singing of O Canada. Oh, that was <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it was yeah, deeply deeply um, affecting from yeah. the audience. And then uh, you know all of the buildup and everything that he's going through, to essentially leaving this video suicide note. Um, it doesn't end the way that you expect, and right. and mm-hmm. I I also appreciated that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So as a whole, sort of like uh, I think Reckoning was was very very powerful and um, really underscored sort of that that there that there's so much uh, in unpacking this and even the process of unpacking. Um, residential schools and and just the um, the uh, general relationship of of European settlers and indigenous people throughout uh, Canada's history uh, is is very um, uh, messy and and mm-hmm. uh, difficult uh, and even the thought of like is there reconciliation what does that look like and it's not there's no easy answer to that. If that is an answer, yeah. And after every performance, they um, they invited the audience to stay for a sponge afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, and also they would, you know, um, stay and, and chat about anything that you wanted to try and ask questions about or anything like that. Um, it says in the um, in the program notes that the the production is an act of continuing the work of reconciliation. Mm. So, um, you know, I think 
more more and more hopefully we'll see these pieces um you know or or pieces like this that that come and bring a lot of different perspectives on what right. what this reconciliation process looks like because it's not it's definitely not the same for everyone and they don't have to end with like um like anger is part of that processing mm-hmm. anger is part of this this process and it's not about like being like and we go through it and we're done it's just like yeah. letting that be there it, sure yeah it was sort say, of it, like it it let it 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 ended on like sort of like a hanging note. It didn't sure. have an ending, mm-hmm. really. You know, right. like because it's not over yet. Right. We're all still working on it. Sure. Um, we can. I think we can just. Okay. Great. No button. Over. No button on the end. No happy button. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, Fonda. Um, one thing we didn't touch on in the show is what did you think of the the staging in that sort of its reckoning is presented in the Westbury, which is a large sort of. Um, mm-hmm empty black stage, but they'd sort of constructed a smaller stage on top of that that sort of like uh, raised the performers up, but also sort of isolated them in a smaller space for all three um, pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, In that way, I think that it was really effective uh, having them on such a small space, like Mm -hmm. a performance space. In particular for the dance, you could really see the full body Mm -hmm. for the entire time and for um, the daughter piece as well. I think a lot of it may have been sort of technically necessary just for um, the final piece with the video Mm -hmm. and the proximity of how the the projection is like essentially, you know, right behind him. I didn't sit up very high. I sat really sort of low. So I wasn't looking up at the performers um but i know that in the westbury sometimes you do feel like you're looking down and with a very intimate show um with um you know small spaces talking about very vulnerable people um i i kind of appreciated them being a little bit elevated and kind of more floating in the middle sure great Cool. cool all staged by andy moreau the other half of article 11 um which is tara began and andy moreau and they are the Co-creators of Reckoning. Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> look into the future. It's uh, end of the, the calendar year, but 2018, um, theater and dance and performance, of course, continue unabated. Totally. So this is uh, we're gonna run uh, we're gonna run through a bunch of the things that have caught our eye for the next few months. But before we do that, we're going to acknowledge one of the uh, partners of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is Edmonton Community Foundation. Um, it's a good time of year to think about Edmonton Community Foundation. If anyone's got New Year's resolutions about being philanthropic or mm-hmm. getting involved with, um, you know, endowment funds or things like that, Edmonton Community Foundation is a really great way to figure out um, how to be involved in your community if you don't know where to put your donations. Totally. And they will always help you do that. And they also very generously let us record in their podcast studio. They sure do. Woohoo. Go ECF. All right. Now on to 2018. 2018. What do we got, Paul? Starting off in January, uh, Alberta Ballet is uh, showing Travis Wall's Shaping Sound. Travis Wall, one of the uh, co creators of So You Think You Can Dance. Um, and this is a show that's been described as an electrifying mashup of dance styles and musical genres. So Ooh. sounds like a big old spectacle. <laughs> All right. Um, also coming up in January is the first edition of Night Cuts, Jerry Marita's new work, which involves dance music and hair, um, uh, hair and haircutting aesthetics in collaboration with Tony the Venetian Barber, who has his barber shop right next to Spazio Performativo in Little Italy. So um, performances are January 27th, March 3rd, and April 21st. I love that because I also just, like, love 
hairstylist culture. I think it's great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. After that, we have uh, still in January, Kill Your Television is uh, doing Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, an all-male production. This is a remount from a show they did uh, a couple years ago as part of the Roxy Performance Series. Yeah. Um, also, because now we're part of the Alberta Podcast Network, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about Calgary's insanely good high-performance rodeo. Um, there are some pretty cool things happening at it this year. The performance rodeo itself runs January 3rd to 28th. Uh, I wanted to throw to a show which I think is called Middlesex okay. um, by an Italian artist called Motus. Um, I say I don't know exactly how to pronounce the title because it's spelled M-D-L-S-X. Um, but it's about autofiction androgyny and a DJ set Um, so that one sounds pretty cool also some um, appearances at the High Performance Rodeo that are going to happen in Edmonton as well are Empire of the Sun which is Tetsuro Shigematsu's one man show uh, about uh, father son dynamics Mm -hmm. Um, and Onyegin which Mm -hmm. will happen at the Citadel here everyone says that if you liked Hadestown Onyegin is supposed to be up your alley so um, I think yeah go, go try those Cool. Uh, also at the Citadel, uh, The Humans is opening, which is a, a family dinner, um, as, as theater often likes to explore. Uh, but this show is uh, won the Tony for Best Play uh, and was nominated for the uh, Pulitzer. Family dinner, always super dramatic. Great. And then <laughs> turning over into February, uh, Edmonton Opera is doing the HMS Pinafore um, some comic nautical uh, adventures, uh, the Gilbert and Sullivan uh, opera being done in the style of the 1920s in the jazz age. Oh. Getting Gatsby with it. Right. <laughs> okay, so also um, in February, the Chinook series, which is kind of like Edmonton's like little sister high performance rodeo, I feel like it's turning into. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinook series by Workshop West combines some pretty amazing things, uh, which were originally the Canoe um, Performance Series, mm-hmm. the Expanse Movement Arts Festival, plus Sound Off, the Deaf Theater Festival, plus BAM, Black Arts Matter. Huge. Yes. Huge. Huge. Coming up after that. Yeah, we have uh, Métis Mutt, uh, which is playing at Theater Network. Uh, it's a, an acclaimed show. It's toured around. Um, it's a one-man show, a journey of a young Métis man uh, working his way out of a destructive cycle. And who doesn't love that? Sheldon Elter, way back in the day. Premiering it at Next Fest, yeah, like yeah, fifteen years ago yeah. or more. <laughs> Dude, that show has had has had legs. Yes, yes. Well, it's getting its legs again. I'm mm-hmm. excited. I never got to see it back the, back in the day, so this is pretty cool. That awesome. Yeah. Um, another one. Um, Paul, have you ever seen a city ballet show? I have not. Okay. Well, February is your chance because Great. their next one coming up is called Intersect. Awesome. And we will be sure to get you there. <laughs> All right. This is the one. Um, also at uh, Alberta Ballet in February, uh, Momix Opus Cactus. Momix is a company. Uh, they have toured the world uh, with for 35 years. I believe this is their 35th anniversary. And this show is an acclaimed uh, show about the American Southwest, uh, sort of done in a sort of surreal, uh, surreal way. So it looks like, again, a sort of really interesting spectacle. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one, um, I oh. I really am sort of excited about because I love ABBA. Yeah, uh, Mamma Mia at the Citadel, uh, of course, is um, Mamma Mia at the Citadel, the ABBA musical, which has been made into a movie, which has uh, been around all the time, is is coming. 
I wanted to say coming home, but it has no connection here. Uh, but it's coming to Edmonton in the big, uh, the big, uh, the big Citadel House. Yeah, that'll be cool. I want to go to the audience participation or the audience sing along one. Oh boy, that'll be fun. Okay. Um, also, uh, closing out February is House Mix with TDT Toronto Dance Theater. Um, they haven't been here for a little while, so it'll be great to see them. Um, and TDT is celebrating their 50th anniversary tour, so that's pretty cool. Too. Yeah. And then we we move over into March. What's what's right out the gate in March, Fonda? Oh my gosh, that cusp, that end of February, beginning of March is wait for it. Betroffen height. Um, we have been waiting for a really long time for this. I feel like the hype we've given it is probably going to make people just like, you know, how, why is this show so great? But it's Kid Pivot and the Electric Company. Mm-hmm. Um, it is world world renowned now, like uh, like acclaimed mm-hmm. everywhere they've performed. Um, and yeah, we're we're gonna go see it and we're gonna try and make it super special so that Kid Pivot comes every year. The <laughs> dream. <Edmonton>. The dream. <laughs> Uh, also in March, uh, Children of God is is uh, is showing at the Citadel, an indigenous musical about residential schools. It's also it's been touring, it's been getting great acclaim. Very excited. Wow. Okay. And then April, springtime. Springtime uh, with the Silver Arrow, also at the Citadel, uh, is a new twist on the classic Robin Hood adventure story, featuring a, a female protagonist and awe-inspiring aerial acrobatics. And it's also the um, the uh, participants in the Banff Citadel professional program are doing that show. So sort of like after a a high-intensity sort of acting training, uh, they're coming into that. So that'll be interesting. Cool. I love acrobatics. Mm. Um, Also in April, Pretty Goblins um, for Workshop West. This is a new play by the wonderful Beth Graham. Mm -hmm. it's about uh, the ferocity of sisterly love, starring Miranda Allen and at uh, Miranda Allen and Nadine Chu, um, two fantastic performers. And I can only think that with Miranda Allen in it, um, it's going to be super physical. Mm, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, then uh, in Northern Light Theater, uh, we have Slut uh, coming, a Alberta premiere, a uh, solo show exploring social stigmas in an insightful uh, look at love and sex. Wow. Yeah. Great. I wonder if they had any problems printing the title of it anywhere. Well, <laughs> I I was going to Google just the play name and then was like, right, this will not get me what I need. This will not get the information I'm looking for. Slat Northern Light Theater, Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, another toss to a big event that's happening down in Calgary. Theater Junction Grand um, is bringing in a French uh, a French company to do a show called Rot. It's a two-woman show, and it is um, about a lot of spinning, I hear, but um, also family-friendly and supposed to be uh, fairly exciting. Great. In May, Alberta Ballet is doing All of Us, the Tragically Hip Portrait Ballet. So uh, in in their continuing series of of pop ballets where they take um, sort of contemporary music and and set set dance to that, uh, this one's about the hip. Which is poignant in this now. Here we go. Um, And then, um, yeah, closing out the season in June, we have a show called Kaj, which Brian Webb Dance Company is presenting. It's Usha Gupta Dance Entourage. Usha Gupta has been the pinnacle of um, Kathak Indian dancing in Edmonton for a number, many, many years. Um, And um, I think that we saw, got a taste of one of her pieces a while back, mm -hmm. um, the first time you ever saw Indian dance. Yeah, so 
much spinning. So yeah, excited. it's great. So um, that's uh, June 1st and 2nd uh, at the Tim Center, and we're really looking forward to that. Maybe, maybe a special guest or two will appear on our show. <laughs> Ooh, teasing stuff we haven't confirmed yet. Nope, that's why I didn't say who it was. Great. We can just find some guests awesome. <laughs> either way. <laughs> cool. Uh, great. So that brings us to the, the, the end of stuff. Um, but, you know, if you like podcasts and you like uh, supporting Alberta uh, creators, um, the APN Network has uh, a rich tapestry of them to to look through and choose from, including That's So Maven, uh, a podcast by, for, and about female entrepreneurs uh, hosted by uh, Andrea Bessa. And the, the most recent episode as of this recording uh, in December is uh, an interview with uh, Kristen Dick about Avro Creation. So check that out. I think I think if you have any New Year's resolution or you need help with them, just resolve to listen to more local podcasts. That's right. That's a thing you can choose to do in your life. Yeah. And you could. <laughs> Great. Well, that brings us to the end of 2017, Fonda. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paul. It's been fun. It's been great. See you on the other side. Bye. I don't get it. It's a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta, in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blenow.